Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Zero to One Hundred. I'm Zach DeSalvo, joined by my co-host Eric Padilla. We've got a great pod for you guys today. Just the two of us. Um, we're going to be talking about a little bit of the action that we saw in the NFL over the weekend, and a couple other fun topics, a couple new things that we're bringing to the pod for you guys. So we're excited for this one. Padilla, how's it going, man? Doing pretty good, man. Just you know, it's a, ca- a case of the Mondays today. This does feel like a very Monday Monday. That's for sure. It definitely, definitely was. Work sucked, but you know I'm home now, so just ready to get this pod going. It's always tough with uh, after the championship weekend in the NFL, and I always feel so sad with it, kind of feeling like it's coming to an end. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same, but like our good, good friend Kristeni says, we're spoiled. We still got the NBA. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you're a fan of other sports besides just the NFL, then there's other good things to look forward to. But I'm such a huge red zone guy that. I think the sadness really kicks in for me after like wildcard weekend. Cause that's when you realize you're like, man, there's not games all day to watch anymore. Yeah. And football just start like towards the end of the season, football just started getting good. Like the wild card was, wasn't decided until like the very last game of the season. Yeah. So, so this has been a really good season. It's been really interesting and hell we're on to the Super Bowl now. Here we go. Super Bowl coming up. All right, so today we got a new segment for you guys that we'll probably keep bringing back every once in a while. But for those who uh, don't follow this account on Twitter, highly recommend the account Dudes Who Are Down Bad. Um, It's this hilarious Twitter account where they basically post these screenshots of these just absolutely brutal conversations of guys kind of getting rejected by chicks that it like the guy's just totally being nice about something. The girl is just totally brutal to him. So what me and Eric are going to do for you guys is we're going to give you a couple people, whether it be in sports or, you know, kind of anything else in the stratosphere and the news going on. These are people that we kind of think have got to be feeling down bad right now. So Padilla, who do you have that's feeling down bad for the first one? My first one, it's got, I got to go with, with the, with the weasel in the UFC. I got to go with Dana White. Oh, that was one of mine too. Okay. Give me why you think he's, he's down bad and then I'll. I'll throw oh, he's, there as well. he's digging himself out of this huge hole now. Like they hyped up this whole McGregor fight, fighting Poirier. He's coming back, yep. all this stuff. Um, you kind of brought this up earlier in the week about Stephen A getting a, getting oh, yeah, a the meeting, interview with Connor, getting the interview with Connor. And, and like, it doesn't, it's, I'm not surprised because like if you want to if you want to market somebody, Connor's probably the perfect one. Like any other UFC fighter, I don't think people would be as interested in. He's so really Dana, their only huge name fighter. Yeah, right? yeah, and he's the most controversial. People love him, people hate him, all this stuff. So I think Dana White did a good job getting Connor on ESPN and ESPN, um, kind of like just kind of getting these uh, getting these interviews and everything with McGregor, just building up this fight, but. My God, if you guys saw this fight, McGregor got KO'd second round. It was hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> McGregor fans were crying. They were, oh, they were struggling. I mean, he he was a massive favorite. So this wasn't like, right? I mean, wasn't he 
there were huge yeah, he, odds on yeah. him to win. Yeah, he was a, I don't know if how big the odds were, but he was definitely the favorite. Like everybody had him winning. I I even had him winning. I said I would have been surprised if he didn't win in three rounds. And I was again another bad take. <laughs> another cold take. Uh he got knocked out in two. But yeah, Dana White's gotta be down, man. This is his this is his boy, dude. This is the UFC's prized possession. And he looked, I mean, he looked good in the first round, but dude, after that, he, yeah, I, Dana White's got to figure out something because if McGregor starts to fall off, they got to figure out somebody else to have them rise up in the UFC. I've kind of been hearing this funny and, and honestly, I, I think there might be something too, but this little conspiracy theory that, um, because right before the fight, like Dana White basically called out the people who post their streams and said, oh, we have something special for you. And I, I feel like he almost, he kind of like tempted the hackers there. And I mean, there's a lot of people that think there was the whole like ESPN plus outage for a good chunk of the fight, not the McGregor fight, but for some of the earlier cards. And I mean, do you think that there's any chance that like hackers were the reason that that happened? Like, did they basically... They couldn't stream the fight, so they were like, all right, we're going to kind of take down Dana White, and they fucked with the ESPN servers or something. Dude, I was thinking that because I was pissed. I bought this fight. It was 70-something bucks. And so you were one of the people it wasn't working for. Yeah, I was one of the ones that it was out for for basically half the half the card. Like I was yeah. like on my laptop. I was on my phone just sitting there refreshing my phone, going to any streaming site I could go to to see if it would work. And none of them were working until one finally worked on my computer. And then it started working on the TV. But I kind of thought that too. I was kind of thinking like, oh, these hackers, these hackers are good. Fuck you though, because I missed half the fights. But <laughs> are you going to get I a thought, refund for it? I don't think so. It's no. freaking ESPN. It's Dana White. He's a, he's a snake, dude. He's going to try to keep all that money. But dude, if the hackers did do it, I applaud them. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, what a move. And I think like, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a point where he's probably is going to get a ton of requests for a refund. I mean, if you, you know, you list like you lose half of what you paid for if you're not getting to see all the cards. And I think, you know, on top of the Dana White being down bad, like Conor McGregor has also got to be pretty down bad. I mean, like McGregor loses. So obviously it sucks for the UFC because now you probably don't get another big fight with him it probably means Khabib's not coming back. I mean, he was kind of tweeting, like laughing at the whole situation, wasn't he? Oh yeah. He was basically, he just criticizing Conor McGregor, telling him like, this is what happened. Like he kind of said, this is what happens when you like, when you basically switch everything you did when you were a champion, like yeah. rising the ranks to be a champion. He basically just called him out. Like this is what happens when you change your team, change your coaches, all this stuff, which I don't know if that was actually true that he did that. But I feel like it was more of like an analogy, like this is what happens when don't change what the, got you there, kind of. Thing. Yeah, basically, like you turned into this like money hungry dude, basically like what Floyd Mayweather did. Like he kind of yeah. turned into the Floyd of MMA, and look where he look where he's going now. Like I thought it was hilarious. It was weird seeing like a humble Conor McGregor, <laughs> like so happy, cheerful, like saying nothing but nice things about his opponent, like. I don't know if that's what people were talking about. Like, oh, he looked different because he sure as hell acted different. And I don't know. I think that's kind of what lost him the fight. He's so good at getting into fighters' heads and messing them up and everything that 
he didn't do that one bit during this fight. And well, the result was yeah. not in his favor. Yeah. I mean, I think the UFC's kind of got a problem on their hands because like McGregor clearly isn't the same guy anymore, whether he's, you know, he's clearly able to like talk himself into getting these fights, but it doesn't really seem like he deserves to be on that stage after some of these kind of shitty performances he put together over the last couple of years. And I mean, not to mention the, like there's kind of that looming sexual assault charge against him too, that the UFC and ESPN just don't want to even comment on, which is like really kind of weird, but I don't know. It, it seems like there's some dark days ahead for Dana White and the UFC. That's for sure. Yeah, they have, I mean, they have like the next three months. Uh, they got great fights in the next three months. They're going to have to definitely figure something out with Conor McGregor. There's, some speculation of people who he should fight and all this stuff. But yeah, Conor McGregor getting knocked out like that just really probably helped Khabib decide more on his retirement. Because For sure. He's Maybe not Jake fight. Paul will come bail him out. <laughs> well, what? He called him out. He said, hey, <laughs> fuck the 50 mil. I'm giving you 10,000. 10,000 now. now. Yeah, he really dropped the price down. All right. Well, I think we, so we both had Dana White in the UFC. Give me another person that you've got who's feeling pretty down bad right now. This one, this one, I got to go with, with us, Zach, as Coug fans. Oh man. I, this basketball season started off so good. Like, like I'm the thinking, best it ever has. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, all right, we're, we're, we might get an NCAA March Madness playoff berth, whatever. Like yep. I'm thinking, okay, Vegas betting on the Cougs to upset some teams in the Sweet 16, whatever, if they even make it that far. But now I'm just like watching these games. On on Saturday, I was watching the game. They were up 21 to five. Yeah. I was just like, okay, they got this in the bag, whatever. They Colorado comes back and cuts it to nine. I'm just like, okay, they're all, they're okay. They still got a lead. I'm watching the UFC fights. I flip back. They're losing by like 20 points. I'm just like, dude, you got to be kidding me. It's insane. I mean, I think, like you said, we started, we started off what, eight and oh, nine and oh, something like that. Something like that. I mean, we like, we never do well in our pre Pac 12 games. Like, we usually drop, I swear, like half of them. And this year, they kind of came out the gates and they were, they were blowing people out that they should blow out. They were able to close out the close games. And then, Man, it's just like we have been getting not just beaten in Pac-12 play, but just like obliterated. I mean, we're going into halftime already down like 15, 20 points in some of these games. And it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of tough to see the team fall apart like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of them were really close games, like the Arizona game. Right. We lost in overtime, whatever. Uh, I think we lost to Oregon, too. That one was close. But yeah, it just, I mean, Kyle Smith is a good coach. Like, obviously, he's completely, like, in one year, he's already looking like he's flipping this basketball yeah. program and making it actually good again, or not at good again, but, like, actually bringing something out of this team since Clay was actually there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's hard to watch. Like, I know, I think they got they got a few injuries. I think they've had some COVID stuff, but... But still, it's we started off so good, and now just to see us be—I think we're like two and six now in Pac-12 play. 
Yeah, I think our only I think we've only won I we only we won the game against Cal. And Oregon State. Oh, that's right. Okay, that was more recent. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's not looking good for us. <laughs> I was thinking maybe the NIT. Eh, I don't even think we're gonna get the CBA. Man, and you gotta CBI. wonder too, like even if we were having a good enough season to make those tournaments, like are those for sure happening? I mean, I know the you know March Madness tournament is gonna go on. But have those other tournaments announced if they're actually going to be playing the games? I don't think so. I really don't think they are. There's yeah. no reason. I There's no reason to. Right. It's just such I, a high risk to not really. Yeah. For something that really, I mean, doesn't matter right. as much as what the March Madness tournament does. There's no point in, in having those tournaments and um, just having these kids out there being um, possibly getting COVID, if yeah. anything. So. I think them just doing the March Madness tournament, them just having the March Madness tournament in general, I think should be enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the big moneymaker too. So they'll at least be able to bring that in, but yeah, man, tough, tough, uh, tough start of the PAC 12 play for the Cougs. That's for sure. All right. Well, one that I got for you, uh, someone near and dear to your heart, your boy, Bill Belichick, I feel like is just so down bad after the games yesterday. I mean, there's, he's gotta be like, fuming just watching the bucks win right i mean oh yeah he's gotta he's gotta be pissed i mean he can't be that mad because obviously they won they won six titles yeah but at the same time just like tom's biggest thing was getting weapons on offense like getting people that he can trust to like score and stuff like that and bill belichick just wasn't big on that and right made him do things with lesser talent and i mean just look he has what'd you say today four almost four pro bowlers on his right. team like yeah he has he has such a great offensive team that i honestly i mean i'm kind of surprised people were doubting the buccaneers a lot and not expecting them to get this far but i mean he's got he's got weapons out the ass and so i'm honestly not surprised they made it this far but yeah bill belichick's got to be kicking himself dude i think if you look at it you know before the season or mid-season um like people probably would have pointed to the bucks defense which is interesting because i think like as much as bill belichick didn't focus on getting brady like you know pro bowl receivers they did really really focus on defense special teams like a really good offensive line so that brady wasn't taking hits and now you're kind of seeing the opposite of that in this Bucks team really, really focused on offensive weapons, but like, you know, Brady got hit more this season. The defense didn't look as, as good as some of those Pats defenses did, but like, man, that defense has been lighting it up in the playoffs. I'm sure we'll get to that more in a little bit on the pod, but I hate to sound like a Colin Cowherd type of thing here, but like Bill Belichick and the Brady divorce thing, man. I mean, Bill Belichick kind of feels like your buddy that's going through the breakup or the divorce and he doesn't really want to go out and, find the rebound girls while like his ex is out there living her best life it's just it's kind of crazy <laughs> to see <laughs> that's a great way to explain that because i mean like you're a pats fan like i think there wasn't big expectation on them being a great team this year especially when you know before the season started all their good players were basically like yeah we're not playing because of covid i like i think bill's probably not mad that he didn't make the playoffs because i don't know that he expected to but He's got to be pissed that Brady's getting to another Super Bowl the first year that he leaves New England. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I'm a, a delusional Pats fan because I <laughs> I basically said the Bucks and Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so you that's got, well, that, was right. So, yeah, yeah, so that was like my mentality throughout the whole thing. But yeah, uh, I didn't realistically you couldn't expect much. Most of their defensive players, like the good ones at least, all sat out. A good amount of them that would have made a huge impact this season sat out. Cam Newton just wasn't. Yeah just wasn't it that was a risk that didn't pay out but yeah and i don't know well we'll just kind of see the the recent draft picks that they've had just aren't doing aren't cutting it (laughs) bill's playing the long game yeah we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see what they do with their 15th pick this season (laughs) all right i think did you have one more person that's down bad uh no i'm 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 done okay i got one more for you then um So another person that I think is kind of down bad, and maybe this is just a family. And I know, I know you love these guys, but the ball family, man, I mean, you've got Lonzo ball, who's having one of his worst shooting seasons ever. I mean, he's, he's basically been in a slump since he got in the bubble. Lamelo ball, like was looking really good for a while, but now he can't even stay on the court because he turns the ball over too much. And it sounds like there's maybe trade rumors already swirling with him. Uh, you know, LeVar, LeVar Ball is making comments again, saying his kids are stars. I mean, do you think there's an NBA team out there that should just like trade for both the Ball brothers and try and be like the LeVar Ball team? No, <laughs> no, it's not just at too all. much of a mess. The thing that the thing that's crazy to me, too, is people still think that like his kids are whatever LeVar says and stuff like that. Like right. if you if you've kind of read some of the. Um, some of the interviews that they've had with Lonzo or uh, Abello, not the jailbird, but <laughs> the, the other two, uh, there was something about like um, Lonzo telling LaMelo like, Hey, make sure you watch whatever, like do all this because basically whatever he's telling him, he's like, do all this because if you don't, you're going to do what I did, which he regrets a lot, I guess, yeah. which I don't know what that technically means. Maybe he like he was with the ball the uh, big baller brand for way too long because Lamelo got out of that real quick. He went signed with Puma. He signed yeah, his I mean, own Lonzo's agent. ankles couldn't even handle being with that brand for too long. Yeah, so like so that's where I'm kind of like I don't know if people are just kind of blowing it up because it's just Lavar speaking out. But I know obviously that's their dad. But I know Lamelo's kind of been like, oh no, I do my own thing. He, he doesn't really, down, yeah. yeah, he kind of just puts his head down, doesn't listen to that, like does his own thing. But yeah, I mean, dude, if you're going to be getting five or six turnovers a game coming off the bench, yeah, you're not going yeah, to get much time. But this is where I'm going to come in and say, you know what? If you don't want that, start his ass, get Terry Rozier off the fucking court, get Devontae Graham off the court too, because wow. if you haven't seen, Terry Rozier has had four game winner shots, all air balls, <laughs> all air balls. Yeah. Devontae Graham kinda had a rough one. Yeah. Devontae Graham's not doing as good as what he was doing last year. So, I mean, he's the, he was the number two pick. Like, I don't know. Why don't give him a shot to start? Like if he doesn't do good, okay. take him out, whatever. Right. But I don't know. It's just, it's weird to see, uh, like top picks like i know this draft wasn't huge like no one was uh slobbering over it and just eyes wide open for these players but 
they're still top five draft picks. And what doesn't Anthony Edwards start? Wiseman I think he, starts. Yeah, I, I know Wiseman does. Um, I don't know about Edwards. It's it's weird. I, I mean, I think like the problem the Hornets had was they basically drafted a guy who they already had a lot of people like players in that position, um, which kind of makes you wonder like if yeah. they were if they had the second pick overall, would they have taken Wiseman? But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's not like the other guys in front of yeah. him are that great either. And then you can also add this to my bad take list. Gordon Hayward did not rob Michael Jordan because he's having himself one <laughs> yeah. hell of a year. He is having himself so, a year. Yeah. So that's like another thing on why LaMelo's getting minutes cut too. It's like Gordon Hayward's not playing super crappy like he has been the last few years. He's actually, he's their best player. So yeah, he's been, he's been worth the money. That's for sure. All right, Padilla. So championship weekend is over. Uh, we officially have our Bucks and Chiefs Super Bowl set. I think uh, for this week, what we really want to focus on on the pod is what happened in these two games. And then over the next couple of weeks or over the next week, we'll get into, you know, more looking forward to the Super Bowl and stuff. But um, I'm kind of curious what, I guess let's start with the Bills and the Chiefs really quick. I don't think there was as much to get to in that game, but was there anything in that one that really stood out to you? I mean, I think Josh Allen kind of had a rough game. Did you think that will be closer than it was? Oh yeah. I thought that one was going to be way closer. Um, I'd been talking to a few people saying the chiefs are going to have trouble because the, the, the bills defense is so good. Like it's so good. And so I was just like, okay, they're going to hold them to, they started off the game like really well. Yeah. uh, To, I think two, not two, three and outs, but they stopped them on two plays on two drives. I mean, and it was look, I was like, okay, the bills are looking nice. Okay. The chiefs, obviously if they're down, they're going to make a comeback either way. So it really, it really doesn't matter, but just the way that Mahomes was just able to just pick through their defense and they made it look their, so easy. Their receivers just being wide open and just all this stuff. Like, yeah, he just made it seem too easy. Um, I thought Mahomes' ankle was not going to be able to hold up. Uh, I know he had one run towards the end of the game, and he was he kind of looked like he was hobbling a little bit, limping. So I think that that foot or ankle or whatever's going on is still an issue. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised with the Bills losing the way that they did. I mean, they're young. They're inexperienced. It's their first playoff in, what, 20 years or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they still feel like they're not quite – there yeah but may, i mean maybe next year would be a, a better shot now that they know what it's like yeah. to be in the championship game i mean their biggest the bills biggest thing was stefan Diggs, man the chiefs were able to find a way to kind of uh not have not have him just kind of have a breakout game or yeah. anything like that they made they made josh allen throw to his other receivers make big plays and i mean they did but yeah i'm not surprised by it at all the chiefs the chiefs just have Again, they're like kind of like they're kind of like Tampa. They have a great offensive offensive team. They have so many weapons. They can go to the running back, they can go to receiver, they can go to their tight end. They can do it all on offense. Yeah, one thing I think was interesting was I uh, I was hearing this today, and I guess the um, the Bills throughout the season had been one of the worst teams defending tight ends. And then I mean that like had you known that before the game, like that seems like just such a recipe for disaster because. Travis Kelsey had one of the best games of his career in the playoffs. I mean, I think he tied Shannon Sharp's reception record for a half for a tight end. Um, I mean, he was just 
he was unstoppable. That combo of Mahomes and Kelsey was, was pretty insane, but I know I was super bummed. I had my, the bills were my uh, money that I put or my team that I put money on to win the Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. I'm really regretting not cashing it out after they beat the, uh, the Ravens and getting, you know, 40 bucks instead of a full hundred something, but what can you do? More money lost to the MGM bet app. And then I guess the next, the, I think the big thing from the weekend was really the Packers bucks game. I mean, this one ended up being from what looked like it was maybe going to be a blowout at the start of the third quarter. I mean, this game was probably one of the better games of the year, right? Oh yeah. This one was by far the most entertaining, most exciting, uh, the most confusing, yeah. like it, it had it all, man. It started off, started off great for Tampa Brady fans. And <laughs> I mean, it ended not the way that you were going to expect it to, but I mean, it ended uh, in a good way for us, but dude, yeah, I don't know. That game was so good. Like, I mean, they were letting them play, they were letting them do whatever. And I think that's yeah. what was frustrating was, I mean, you talk about the refs letting them play. I mean, it was awesome that they, the refs did really let them play like, you know, the entire, the entire game until that last drive. I mean, that was obviously pass interference, but that call was one that they didn't make the entire game. I mean, if that was PI, they missed the PI call on the Rogers pick to end yeah. the first half and set up that Tom Brady bomb of the end zone. I mean, I, I think that one was brutal. Cause as, for me, like a, a fan that doesn't really care the outcome of that game, you just want to see a good one. Like there's nothing you want to see more than Rogers with a minute, something left and a chance to go down the field and maybe win the game. But instead you just get the bucks basically running out the clock. I mean, it was kind of the anticlimactic ending to what was really a crazy second half. Yeah. And I mean, as, I, as excited as I was that Brady again is going to the Super Bowl. You know, it kind of sucks because then, of course, you got those people out there like, oh, well, he only got it because of the pass interference call at the end and all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, it sucks because, yeah, they were playing the whole game. I oh, get people it. People are saying he only got it because that call? Well, I mean, people are going to throw that out there. Yeah, like, I oh, yeah. I mean, they weren't calling it all game. And, of course, you get bailed out by that uh, pass interference call. And, I mean, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I wish they would have called pass interference on that uh on that pick but in earlier in the game because I mean if they would have called that towards the end yeah it wouldn't have been as that as big of a deal but I mean it still sucks because people are still going to be throwing shade at Brady but come on dude that was a terrible pass interference call he stretched yeah. out that jersey like crazy yeah it looked it was pretty obvious once he saw the replay for sure um yeah I mean I think I think the story of the game is really the and honestly the story of the playoffs i think has really been this bucks defense i mean like you had people after the game doing the whole like thomas edward patrick robert craig brady jr like get the hell out of here with that like i mean the like <laughs> that defense was insane i mean like i think that's what kind of stunk for the the brady lovers is like he looked like that first half was so good and then man some of those interceptions in the second half like that first one where he like he might as well have punted the ball and just let it fly out there like some of his plays just looked awful but that Bucks defense man I mean they held the Saints to 20 points and you know made Drew Brees throw three interceptions and a fumble and then they were really able to I, mean, I think they sacked 
uh, Aaron Rodgers, what, like five times and something like that. They forced two fumbles on Jones before he got hurt and went down. I mean, I, I think if you look at the stat lines of Brady and Rodgers and didn't know the outcome of the game, you'd think that the Packers won the game because like, I can't, I mean, do you think there's ever been a time where a quarterback that throws three interceptions wins the conference championship? There's gotta be no way, right? Oh no, not at all. I, yeah, I can't think of one. And that's the thing too, is like, I don't think Brady's ever had, I guess that bad of a game in an NFC championship. Probably not. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was crazy. Like you said, they started off Brady and the defense started off amazing. Yeah. And Brady started to not, I guess kind of slow down, but so did that D like, I mean, they let, they let the Packers get back into the game all the way in the third quarter. Like they let them put up what 17 points or something in the, well, and I'm sure they're, I mean, they had to be getting tired out there. Right. Because they, you know, they do a full possession, like, you know, green Bay drives the whole field scores. And then, you know, the, they get the ball back and immediately Brady coughs up an interception. And it's like, they kind of kept, they had to keep going out there. So I'm sure that played a role in it too. Yeah. And who knows? It could have been, I mean, that, that, uh, that drop by Mike Evans. Yeah. The one that Jazeera Alexander the, caught like right at the one yard line. Like, the one that ended up being a tip for an interception. Yeah. Like yeah. that one, I feel like if he would have caught that, you probably would have saw a different ending to the game but yeah because that one blows it open yeah yeah because then hell you might not get that that stupid brady throw to evans (laughs) again because he's about to get sacked so he just chucks he doesn't even throw it out of bounds he just throws it and hopes it gets out out of bounds or mike evans gets it or whatever but it was just a floater and basically just let let the packers and aaron Rodgers drive but people people are getting mad like people are like like with the pi call still in the fourth quarter people are getting upset at that but people got to be pissed at matt lafleur dude how do you how do you kick and go for three points when you're still down anyways and i mean you have a you have a better chance what they were within like the three yard line or something no see okay that's my thing i've been thinking about this too because that's obviously the most like controversial moment of the game um but it was a it was a fourth and I think an eight or nine. I mean they were they were there, but it wasn't like you would have had a four oh, okay. and and one like a four and three. And I think, um, but yeah, I mean it's like you have Aaron Rodgers. Like you would think you go for it there because you're down there. Like you haven't. I mean the their the Bucks defense had made it tough on Rodgers all game with all the pressure they were putting on him. So you you would think that when you're there you kind of got to go for it. And even if you don't get the two point conversion, then your next drive is either just what kick a field goal to win, or you still need a touchdown. I can't remember exactly how the points worked out. Yeah. But. It was something like that. But I mean, unless LaFleur was thinking like, okay, the defense has already picked them off three times. Yeah. Maybe they can not pick them off again, but they could go out there and stop them. And, and yeah, but I was just like, I, I walked out of the room. Cause I was just like, okay, I can't watch this drive. I just like, I can't watch yeah. this part. I can't watch well, I think score, that was probably Yeah. And tie it up. I think that was the thinking too, with the field goal is your, your defense has done such a good job of stopping Brady. I mean, they, they really didn't get anything in that second half. So your thought process is okay. We'll kick the field goal. We'll get a stop, which they really, I mean, 
if that PI doesn't happen, they do get a stop. Like, I think it's one of those crazy things about football is just hindsight is so 2020 on these. Yeah. Was that, was that PI on a second down or on third? It was on third and five. So, I mean, and it was down on the other side of the field too. So there's, it's a third and five that there's no way the bucks would go for it. They're going to punt the ball and you're going to have a minute and 30 something seconds with Aaron Rodgers to win the game. So I, I think it's like, it's, it's a crazy decision because you've got Aaron Rodgers, so you kind of got to go for it there. But I do get the thinking. I think the interesting part was Rodgers said after the game that when he didn't take that run on third down right before the field goal, that yeah. he thought they would have two tries at it. So he went for the pass because he didn't want to kill the clock. And yeah, the but I also think that's a stupid take because if you look at that, I mean, obviously you're in game, so you're going to decide whatever. Yeah. But dude, he had so much room. Like, I mean, he could have got a little bit closer on that run, the one where he just threw it instead of just actually trying to get it into the, like just run into the end zone. Right. But yeah, I mean, maybe he also didn't want to get hit possibly fumble it or anything like that so i think that's that the makes... thing is i i think he i mean like when you look at it the play when you act like not just the weird photo angles of it but i definitely don't think he gets the touchdown i mean there's two bucks players right behind him you got sue coming after him on his left side um but you're right maybe he gets a couple yards but i think the problem there is like if you i think he knew that if he runs that the clock drains and you either waste a timeout or you, you, you let the clock run down for the 30 seconds or whatever, if he runs the ball and, you know, slides and whatnot. So I yeah. think as far as like a clock management part, it was smart to do the throw, but it's interesting to hear that he thought he would have a chance at fourth down and he didn't get that. Yeah. I mean, which is weird because I feel like any, any other coach put in that situation doesn't matter who your QB is. I feel like they're going for it. And the fact that you have Aaron Rodgers, who is most likely going to be the MVP this season yeah. and not give him that chance to do that. That's, that's where, that's where you kind of got to feel bad for a Rodgers Cause it's just like, okay, your coach does not trust you or doesn't think that you can win this game for us. So well, and why does the coach, if the, if he doesn't trust him to convert a fourth and eight, then why do you trust him to, the team to kick a field goal, your team to also then get a stop and then Rogers drive the entire field. Like, I just don't get the thinking there. Like if you don't trust him to score right there, why do you trust him to go make another game winning drive? It's just a conspiracy, man. They're green <laughs> Bay. Everybody's trying to drive Rogers out. Maybe I mean, it would have, I mean, how crazy would it have been if instead of uh, kicking the field goal on fourth and eight, throw Jordan love in there on the fourth and eight, see what he can do. Oh my God. Pull it, pull like a Tua. That would have had people in the championship losing their shit. It would have been great. Oh yeah. That was, I mean, yeah, this Super Bowl is going to be crazy. Like we were talking about yesterday, either matchup in the Super Bowl would have been good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This obviously, I feel like this is the, this is the top matchup that people probably want to see. Not so much because of Brady, but I feel like team wise, offensively defensively these teams are somewhat similar in a way for sure and hell you got you got the goat versus the wannabe goat <laughs> and fuck they're gonna they're gonna hash it out and we're gonna figure out who's best yeah i mean hopefully we get a good shootout with this one um i want to hit on one other thing too that you kind of mentioned before with the 
like the conspiracy of the Packers driving um, Rodgers out. And I'm curious what, like, what do you think is the next move for Aaron Rodgers? Like, do you think he does try and get traded? Cause there's lots of, you know, rumors with the Rams or the 49ers maybe going after him. Um, like, do you think he should ride it out? What, what are your thoughts on that? So this is actually part of my, uh, part of our next segment, but um, yeah, I think, I mean, hell you should ride it out. Devonte Adams is still on the team. Um, I think Aaron Jones is a free agent. So okay. I don't know what happens or what you got, what they do to retain him. I'm not, it sounds like he wants to be back in green Bay, but I don't know if green Bay is going to want to pay that much money for him. But, and that's the thing too. I feel like green Bay isn't going to go out and spend all this money to keep no, up in Rogers. They're not which Rodgers is already owed so much money as it is. So they can't really go out and spend that much, but I don't know. It just feels there's just like a disconnection from the coaching and from Aaron Rodgers and just what he said yesterday and everything. Like when he just said people were uncertain about their features, I'm just like, okay, he's done. Like you don't just say that. And there's no way you're going to retire. You're playing at MVP level right now. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna request a trade, and it's gonna be interesting to see. I want to I want to kind of see if the team's gonna work with them and be like, okay, we'll send you where you want to go, like they do with NBA players, or if they're just gonna be petty as shit and just ship them somewhere yeah. that gives it gives them the best offer. Well, and on top of that, I think he's probably looking around the league, and I mean, he sees Brady go to Tampa and be successful. Like you see Philip Rivers even leaving. Uh, the Chargers and going to Indy and arguably having, you know, a better shot at winning there than he did before. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's crazy how I think Rogers is like such a talented quarterback and it's crazy to me how much this organization has really just like wasted a lot of his years. I mean, I, I was like this crazy stat that I heard this morning was, at, you know, after their, their game shy of the Super Bowl in 2019, after they lose the 49ers, and that 2020 draft class where they took Jordan Love, I mean, you you look at the game against the 49ers, you're close, but you still obviously need more help for him. And that entire 2020 draft class, they had one player that ended up taking a snap for them in the playoffs, and it was their backup third string running back because Aaron Jones got hurt. So it's like that organization just seems so bad. I'm, I'm not surprised that he wants to get out of it. Like by Aaron Rodgers, like, dude, please leave, go give yourself a better chance to win. Cause I don't think the Packers can keep this up. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of see a trend too. Like these quarterbacks that get paid, they don't do their teams don't do very well. Yeah. They're spending all this money on your quarterback when they could like it. You might not like me saying this, but like how the Pats do it. Like it kind of sucked that Brady wouldn't get paid all this money for how good he was. And they would just kind of throw it all at the defense, build that up. Oh yeah. That's a huge kinda, part of them winning. Yeah. And so that's what kind of look at Russell Wilson. They gave him all this money and like, where have they been since their last Super Bowl? Yeah. They, well, I think that was had, a big stat a year or two ago was that the top six paid quarter it was two years ago i think the top five paid quarterbacks in the nfl didn't even make the playoffs so like to your point 
you put all your money in your QB, you can't really fill out the rest of the roster well. Matt Ryan is a good example. There you go. Jimmy G is an okay example. I mean, he's hurt most of the time, but still, he's hurt most of the time. You're paying him all this money. Um, And, I mean, now we got Patrick Mahomes. So, he's got, what, his 10-year deal? Yeah. Or whatever. So, I mean, we'll kind of see what happens with that. But I think he's he's going to be a different story. He's still super young. These other quarterbacks, I think, got paid when they were already in their 30s. So right, they're way older, and I think yeah, I think you're right. I think Mahomes can do a little more than those other guys could, but I guess time will tell. Yep. All right. So today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, it's a new segment for us. Um, called buy or sell. So we're kind of going to throw out some, some, what we call some hot takes and (laughs) we'll kind of discuss if we're either going to buy or we're going to sell it and kind of give our little uh, discussion on why. So uh, Zach, I'm going to hit you with my first one. Okay. Um, So this one is, do you think the Connor McGregor knockout meme will last longer than <laughs> the Bernie Sanders. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Okay. Um, Connor McGregor meme was great. The Bernie Sanders one, I feel like is like, you can put it into more things. You can basically just take like any scene ever and throw Bernie Sanders in there and boom, you got the meme. Connor McGregor's I think needs to be a little more specific. Our uh, our Twitter account tweeted out a great one the other day. So if you haven't seen ours, go give it a retweet. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Bernie meme. I feel like that'll last a little longer. So you're selling then? Yeah. So I'm going to sell. Uh, yeah. I'm going to okay. sell that. I think that I think Bernie will last longer than McGregor as well. Yeah. I got to agree with you on that. I mean, they, they threw Bernie in the McGregor meme. Choking I saw that out. one. So, yeah, choking so Bernie won. Bernie yeah, won. that's true. Bernie won, Bernie won the meme battle. So it's, it's already decided. Okay. Um, I've got one for you. I don't know if this is really a take, but it's kind of, I guess I want your opinion on this. So your pick for the NBA finals, the Brooklyn Nets, they are interesting to say the least. Um, so since the Harden trade, they are allowing 129.3 points per game. Their defense, which the worst ranked defense in the NBA are the Wizards and the Kings, and they're allowing 121. So the Nets are on quite a, uh, allowing their opponents to score streak. They're currently ranked 26th in net defense. And big men are just kind of destroying them. I mean, they barely beat the Heat the other night who only have like six players that are active right now. Um, So my question for you is, are you buying or selling that the Nets defense is fixable enough to get to the finals? You know what? I am going to buy. Okay. I think, I don't think their defense is fixable, but it can be, it can get better. Okay. I feel like it can get better. Um, Obviously that's their biggest weakness is just them on defense. Um, But I mean, what, we're almost a quarter into the season? Yeah, just about 72-game yeah. season, so we're getting there. Yeah, so we're all, like, yeah, probably a little bit less than a quarter. But, I mean, I, they got time. I still say they got time. I mean, even if even if they make it uh, to the playoffs and they're, like you were saying, the fifth seed, hell, maybe they're the eighth seed and they become the best eighth seed of all time, like, and they <laughs> yeah, beat out true. Portland. 
So, um, I mean, wherever you see them, it's kind of like LeBron, wherever you see LeBron, either way, you still got to get past LeBron. And I'm not saying you got to get past the Nets, but at the same time, matching up with the Nets, I mean, offensively, you don't want to do that defensively, probably hell yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I think that the defense is not fixable, but it can get better. So you're bit, so do you think that the answer is on the team or do you think they got to go make a move? I mean, there's kind of been the JaVel McGee rumors floating around out there today. Um, do you think it's just a matter of the team trying harder on defense or do you think they've got to go get somebody on the, like oh, a no. free agent? It's, it's the team. There's, there's no free agents out there. Yeah. There's no players that there's, they don't got anything to trade. Like they right. can't go out and get, like I saw Kevin, like you sent us this Kevin Love trade talk thing for for Brooklyn who the hell are they going to give up to get Kevin Love right (laughs) like it just and Kevin Love's not great at defense either so it's just like that doesn't help them at all so I don't know I think they have to try better as as team as a team as players individually like like KD KD can be a decent defender Harden has showed some spurts of defense Kyrie eh. but (laughs) I mean, DeAndre Jordan, he's massive. Like, there's no reason why he's not getting a few blocks a game. Yeah, I mean, but, he's clearly he's clearly kind of washed yeah. and out of his prime. But I think, like, I think I'm, uh, I'm selling on this that the defense is fixable unless they make a move. I just think, I don't, I mean, I don't see any way that they become a top 10 defense. I mean, like, yeah, Kevin Durant was a good defender in Golden State, but I think a lot of that was because he had, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala basically like backing him up on defense. I mean, he was a decent defender, but that team had a ton of great defenders. I mean, this really is one of the first super teams we've seen in a while where there's just, there's nobody on there that is good. I mean, they're getting out-rebounded like crazy. I think like that 2017 Cavs team, their defense was pretty bad, but you still had LeBron you still had guys like Tristan Thompson and um, Richard Jefferson who are good defenders. I just don't know what this team has that they can do anything with, but Hey, they can outscore everyone. So they're going to just have to ride that offense. Well, shit. Yeah. They just got to make sure that they don't have to play the Knicks because the Knicks got the best defense in the NBA. Yeah. Or the Cavs. I mean, they don't want (laughs) to see the Cavs in the the playoffs because they just swept them with their big three. So we'll see. All right. All right so, what's the next one you got? All right. So, but for my next one, are you buying or are you selling? King Kong is going to beat Godzilla oh. in the upcoming movie. Okay. So my first, when I first saw this, like I'm thinking Godzilla has got to be the favorite. Um, he, he like, I just don't know how Kong beats him. But then if you watch that trailer at the very end, like Godzilla does his blue fire breath or whatever that shit is. And King Kong out there somehow blocks it and throws it back at him. So I'm like, shit, like what kind of powers does King Kong have that we maybe don't know about? Um, Man, who do I pick? This feels to me like a movie where they're both going to lose or something like that, doesn't it? This feels more like a movie like they're going to team up. Oh, really? There's some other, like Satan comes out from the depths of the Ooh, sea i like that theory that there's and, a third monster we don't know about yet yeah but but i mean if you saw the last godzilla like oh yeah the mon- all the, the monsters, whatever one. the yeah like whatever that one was called like land of the monsters 
like all these whatever they're called came out and i don't know i don't i don't remember if they died or not or what happened oh yeah i think i think he did i think godzilla did defeat all the like all of them yeah and like the main one was that three-headed dragon and that was the one that was like the main main monster yeah he defeated him so it's just like i don't if there's another monster that's still alive that's gonna do something i don't know but this one seems weird i honestly would i wouldn't be surprised if they just like stop if they just stop fighting because godzilla's got freaking uh 11 from stranger things on his side yeah that's true and then kong's got this little ethnic girl on his side (laughs) and so i don't know i could see them just becoming friends whatever but yeah kong comes out with freak he goes and steals thor's uh stormbreaker with his like weird hammer axe thing yeah whatever that thing was that he had yeah it's 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 insane oh uh, maybe like, the maybe the two little kids that you're just bringing up like maybe they, they convinced the two monsters to stop fighting something uh, like that i thought you were gonna say they fight that would have been crazy oh that'd be cool too maybe so are we'll you see. so are you buying or are you selling am i so my okay i'm uh what was the original question sorry what it was buying? uh uh, if King Kong will beat Godzilla. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to sell on that one. I think I'd pick okay. Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, next one I got for you. So this is a little different, but what I want to do is there's a lot of uh, free agent QBs out there or assuming to be maybe free agent QBs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a quarterback name and a team. And you tell me if you are buying or selling that, that, okay. that, that, quarterback and team would be in a better situation okay you ready yeah let's do it all right deshaun watson and the jets buy or sell sell okay deshaun watson the and the dolphins buy or sell sell okay well here i'll give you uh, this last one that you've probably been waiting for deshaun watson and the pats oh that one i'll buy just okay. because you'd be on the pats but that's being on the patch is no better than being on the jets or the dolphins <laughs> that's probably true Okay, uh, Rogers and the 49ers. Bye. Oh, okay, I like that. All right, a couple more for you here. Matt Stafford and the Patriots. Bye. Oh, okay. Matt Stafford and the Broncos. You did convince me the other day, so I'll buy that one. Oh, I like that. Okay, last one for you. Matt Stafford and the, or not Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan and the Pats. Oh, sell. Sell. Okay. You don't want anything to do with them. I don't want, I don't want Matty Ice. (laughs) Okay. So you, so you bought Rogers on the Niners. You bought Stafford with Denver. Um, You didn't, where do you think with Deshaun Watson? Where where is he going to end up? I don't, that's the one that's tough, dude. I don't know. Like, I know he wants the Jets. He wants the Jets. (laughs) I, I don't understand the Jets. I don't understand that philosophy. Like, what the hell does he have on offense there? Right. It that sounds is, like it's all based on, like, the people, the leadership in the organization. Which has no leadership, and the yeah. organization is ass, because <laughs> look suck. what they did. Yeah. They signed Adam Gase as their head coach <laughs> and believed in him. Um, but their new coach that they got there from the 49ers, like, hell, he might be able to make a difference, but you don't know um the dolphins like yeah defensively i think they're gonna be good but 
I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't high on the Dolphins this season, even though they were actually really, really good. I just yeah. I don't know what they have on offense besides those running backs. They, yeah, they don't have many receiving weapons. So. And so that's and so that's kind of my thing. It's just like Deshaun Watson's always had receivers. And I mean, if he goes to a team to where he's got to create his own receivers, I don't know how well that's going to be. Shit. Yeah, I, I think I think Deshaun Watson might end up on the Colts. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, we didn't really bring up the Colts. If he ends up on the Colts, that team is going to rise in the AFC and yeah, probably in the NFL. It's crazy. You never, I mean, we talk like all these quarterbacks we just named Aaron Rodgers, Matt Safford, Matt Ryan. These guys are all a little older and kind of not the end of their careers, but they're not like Deshaun Watson is like the treasure chest of quarterbacks because he's so young. Like, those quarterbacks never become available so i'm kind of curious to see what ends up happening with him yeah i'm yeah there's gonna be a quarterback carousel like i think i mean if rogers like they were talking today on the get up um if rogers goes to the niners that'll be huge but i think if if rogers goes to the rams that will be massive oh yeah that'd be crazy like with because it's kind of like what you were talking about, what we were talking about earlier today. Rogers has an offensive, like he has offensive weapons. He has more than one. Like and he that defense is insane too. I mean, you, yeah, their you defense is crazy, and he's never had match. like, yeah, he's never had super crazy defenses. Besides, I think last year he had like a top ten defense for the first time in a while, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly. I know he's from California. I know they'd say the Niners or the Rams, but hell, I keep seeing the Patriots, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen at all. Yeah, I keep seeing pictures of him in like a Broncos jersey too because, you know, like same as the the Patriots, or what, not the Patriots, the Pats. They're like, you know, go follow, go to the organization that does really good with the old quarterback, like Brady and Manning, but I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I hope it's a carousel, no, like you said. Yeah, there's just no way retiring. He no can't. way. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, what do you got? All right, so for my last one, this one might piss me off. Um, <laughs> so are you buying or selling? Mahomes will have a better career than Tom Brady. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I have, I think at this point, I've got to sell. It's just like, it's hard to imagine that Mahomes could be like, have that longevity that Brady has. Um, like, I, I just don't know that we're ever going to see someone play as long as Brady did, but I do think Mahomes has a chance of like catching him as far as like, you know, a lot of his numbers, like, you know, touchdowns and like the, the stats guards, and stuff, the stats and stuff. Yeah. Just cause like, a big chunk of Brady's career, he wasn't really putting up those huge offensive stats. So I think like the fact that like Manning and, you know, Breeze and some of those guys can kind of hang with them in those. Um, I think Mahomes has a chance there just because he's started his career at like a ridiculous pace. Um, and Super Bowls even too, like, I, I think that you're going to have to ask me this one again in, uh, in like three weeks. Cause I want to see what happens <laughs> in this Super Bowl. Cause this one really is, I mean, this could be kind of the nail in the coffin. I mean, if Brady gets seven and stops Mahomes from getting two at the same time, then Mahomes has one, Brady has seven. It looks like it's tough to catch it. But if Mahomes wins, 
he gets to two, holds Brady at six. I don't know. We're, then we're talking when we got a conversation, but that and that's the thing that's so crazy to me too is like I mean after he won his first one, people are like, okay, he's gonna make it. He's gonna yeah. win five more. All this stuff like making it seem like it's so easy, right? But it's just like it's. I, I mean, I don't know. We also questioned LeBron saying that he was done after his third one. And true. After what, five, four or five years, he went and finally got another one. So who knows? Yeah, I, I do agree with you that I think he could statistically probably beat out all these greats that have all these numbers and stuff like that. But yeah, I, don't, I like you said, I don't think he's going to be able to have this long of a career, especially with him being injured. Like getting injuries. Yeah, I mean he's he's like a that. mobile quarterback, so he's more prone to to getting hurt. That's for sure. Yeah, and then you also got to remember, like he came into this league with this offense. Like this offense was already good with Alex Smith, and he comes in and he still has Travis Kelsey. These I don't know how old Travis Kelsey is, but I don't expect him to be doing this well in a <laughs> yeah. few years. Uh, Tyree kill is some, it's something different. Like, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is with players who have so much speed. I just don't expect them to keep that speed forever, but he could be something from this, from not from earth. Cause that guy, he's insane. Is, yeah. He's, he's so quick. And, um, I don't know how much longer does Andy Reed have? Yeah. I mean, I like coaching, I think is easier for them to stick around. Cause like, I, I mean, I don't see, I don't think Andy Reid's going to hang it up. Like if they get three Super Bowls, like, I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, that's enough for me. I'm done. Like if you still have Mahomes and your, your team still looks good, I think he'll keep going. But the, I think like the Mahomes thing too, you kind of look at the AFC and it feels like there, it doesn't really feel like there's another team that is quite going to be on their level for a little while. I mean, the next two best teams are probably, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and then the bills with, um, with Josh Allen. But like you look at this season and it just doesn't feel like those two are anywhere close to the chiefs. So I feel like, I feel like he's got, at least if you look at the next like three or four years, it, it feels like Mahomes has a pretty clear path to, to continue winning like this, but we'll see. I think I'm going to sell for now, but ask me again in three weeks. And I guess, I guess the other thing that we have to look at too, is if his offensive coordinator is going to be a coach. Yeah. That's it. They, if they lose that offensive coordinator, that's where people are going to start questioning somewhat their identity and what they're going to be able to do. Yeah. I I think a big part of their offense is Andy Reid. but you're right. I mean, you lose a coordinator. You never, you never really know. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I just know his first name's Eric. The enemy, right? That's it. That's the guy we're talking about. The enemy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That was a good one. All right, my last one for you. Okay, so the Clippers right now, back to the NBA, have the most efficient offense in NBA history. Uh, they've beat, they're beating out the Mavs from last year. Um, and they're one of the best three-point shooting teams. They've got eight guys shooting better than 34%. So Padilla, are you buying that the Clippers offense holds up through the season? This is funny too, because... Paul George was, I was going to do one of these and be like, are you buying or selling Paul George's <laughs> stat line this season? If he's going to keep it up. Uh, this just seems like it's like one of those, like, I don't know if it's 
if it's just me or if you can agree, like the NBA games, all this stuff, like some of these teams are kind of flying under the radar, like kind of like the Clippers. No one's really oh, yeah, talking that much sure. about the Clippers right now because of obviously the big three that happened in the Nets and obviously LeBron James. Um, but I feel like the Clippers, this whatever they're doing offensively is going to keep going, at least for the regular season. Wow. I could see I could see them pulling kind of like what kind of what Denver's done the last two years to where they've been regular season wise, they're good. They win all their games, they barely lose. They're just kind of coasting, not so much coasting by, but they're getting these big wins and no one's really talking about them. That's kind of how I feel about the Clippers. So was your question, am I buying? What was the question again? Are you buying or selling that they their offense holds up at this pace? Oh, I'm buying. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I think I'd probably sell. I feel like there's just some guys on that team that don't normally shoot as well. And they're like, I mean, like Patrick Beverly is someone who's like shooting the lights out right now. Like, I feel like that's not going to hold up. Um, guys like Kennard, like, I don't think his shooting numbers are going to hold up, but I don't know. I mean, they don't have the curse of Skip Bayless rooting for them anymore now that he's on to the new Brooklyn Nets team. So, getting him off your bandwagon is always, is always helpful. So maybe they'll hold up. Oh yeah. Uh, and I guess, I mean, I guess Kriseni still, still roots for that team. So they got a little bit of a curse still. Yeah. He's been, he's been quieter, but you're right though. I mean, the, the Clippers really are like flying under the radar. Um, I think even like this whole Nets thing, like even the Lakers are, it's been a little quiet around them too. I mean, like it's the whole NBA. I just like, I don't know, like, I feel like I haven't watched as much NBA since it started. Like we were so excited for it to come back. Yeah. But, like the NFL has just been so good. And yeah, I'm I mean, it's tough in the playoffs yeah, for sure. I'm just kind of throwing the NBA to the side right now. She my main, she my side bitch right now. But yeah, she's coming back to me now. I mean, we got two weeks of no NFL. So I'm going to be drooling all over league pass. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we had a great time doing the pod. Hope you all enjoyed it. Padilla, another pod down, man. You know, 2021 starting off good. You know, we're just going to keep busting out these episodes. <laughs> Next week, we'll have a good one. We'll be, we're going to bring back our uh, our ex-co-host. He's got a bone to pick with Zach. <laughs> it, should be, it should be a good one. Yeah, well, next week, we'll give you guys the full-blown Super Bowl preview. Um, we also do, we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. So if any of you want to hop on a pod and, and give us your Super Bowl pick, let us know, and we'll, we'll get a quick recording session with you. All right, everybody. See you next week. Later.